of After the Dead. I'm Matt. And I'm Kyle. And we are sitting down tonight to review Season 8, Episode 2 of The Walking Dead, titled Damaged. Now, if you have not yet watched this episode of The Walking Dead, turn this podcast off right now and go do that, because this will contain spoilers. Just turn it off anyway. Hard spoilers for Episode 8. Or, sorry, Episode 2 of Season 8. Of the Walking Dead. <laughs> Dad, did, you got you got the sneak preview or what? <laughs> yeah, I got the mid-season finale probably like you did. <laughs> mid-season finale at the beginning of the season, just like Kyle. Last season. Uh, so let's go ahead and start off tonight's show by talking about what did you think about tonight's episode? I thought it was good. I thought it was different. I think they went a little bit off pace to what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting them to split up into teams like they did. Yep, the and that was kind of a that was kind of different. I like. I like how the show opens up and you kind of get that dream sequence and you it shows like the 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 cold opens on this season so far. And it's only been two episodes have been really intriguing and especially in this one like I really like how it opens kind of like on everyone's faces at different points in time during the episode. And then it kind of just like it, it reverts back to show you what was going on in that situation. Um, I liked them opening up at the sanctuary uh, with the saviors. And you get to see Stuart. You get to know what Stuart Minkus is up to from Boy Meets World. If you're a Boy Meets World fan, because he was actually an extra in this in the very beginning of this episode. And you get to see that Rick and his group are still laying siege to the saviors and that that has not stopped. Seed? Or Siege. Siege. <laughs> did I say seed? I'm pretty sure I said seed. No. Okay. I was going to be like, That's funnier. Um, but yeah, they did They did break off. They did kind of like show the group. It, it wasn't, and I'm glad that like the episode wasn't honed to just one particular group. It was kind of jumping between all of them. I, I mean, that's what we've been asking for for a really long time now. So, um, so yeah, I... I, we, what, go we didn't get any Maggie in this episode, did we? We did not get any Maggie. We did not get any Coral. Um, you did not see anything about um, Father Gabriel. You did not see any Negan. But this episode did contain some major, major callbacks to season one. And that took place within the like, final like 30 seconds of the episode. So um, let's let's go ahead and just kind of get in everything. I mean, first of all, I thought tonight's show, like within the first couple of minutes was, was funny because when you see Rick's group driving all their cars all armored out into the sanctuary and they're all there firing and the one dude, I can't remember his name in the show, but the one guy who like, he kind of like gets up in the back and he's like pointing his gun up over his head in the air and fucking shooting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the guy who just wanted to be part, hey, I, I just want to, who can fire a gun? I can't, I can't. Yeah. Never done it before and he just, he just wanted to be part of the group it was i think he just he just wanted to be part of it is it just me or does it seem like the the level of zombies is sloppier this season as well like the quality sloppier of the way the zombie looked. well like you had the the tree walker zombie that was electrocuted last episode and he looked really really janked up or you know his his makeup didn't look great and then you had uh the walker in the woods this time that um jerry takes out that looked like he was covered in bubblegum it, it's just like the quality of the walker is not to walk 
Walking Dead standards as as what it was previous. Have you have you noticed that? Or no, not really. I thought it's kind of the one thing I did notice is uh, when they were at uh, when they were doing that firefight at the the outpost. I noticed that the people dying were turning super quick. Like there was like zero like turnaround time. You know what I mean? Well, I really like that tactic that they were using at the outpost because or at this yeah at the outpost because I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, why aren't they why aren't they pushing in on them? Why are they just sitting there and like it didn't dawn on me until the the chick looks down at the the walker or the dead body there and it turns that oh shit like they're they're purposely not pushing in on them they're purposely not trying to to close in on them they're they're letting basically they're gonna let their own people do it for them by turning them i i didn't see that coming i thought that was pretty pretty intelligent i mean it's true when they're saying that they have a plan and I guess as long as they're for the most part I guess they're sticking to the plan not everybody it seems like Jesus is kind of straight away from the plan but yeah it, it definitely seems like Jesus is having a moral a moral conflict and it's almost it's almost kind of like the same moral conflict that Morgan was going through a couple seasons ago in that we before don't, it became Terminator Morgan right that we don't have to we don't have to kill like it's you know before he became spiritual Morgan it, now Jesus seems to have kind of fallen into that that same type of, of mindset because it's he's sitting there trying to be peacekeeper and he's like no like these people are giving up but none of those people had any remorse for Glenn or Abraham or any of your people when when you were on your knees in front of Negan you know it's they've killed they've pillaged you know they've pretty much done everything they have to do to to keep people in line and just you know I don't for a second think that they would have hesitated to shoot anybody with their hands up and basically surrendering what do you think they should have done you think they should have done like Jesus said and what they did or you think they should have went with Tara just Modem. I think you go with Tara. With the with the way everything has gone so far, these people have come into your town. These people have killed your people. These people have come into your town. They have ra- raided and pillaged everything that you own. You are working for them. You're out there scavenging not for your survival, but for their survival. You're scavenging for a for a group that you're not even a part of, and they're they're willing to kill you at a moment's notice. Why would you spare them mercy? Yeah, like what I'm wondering is, what are they actually going to do with them? Like, where are they going to put them? They're probably going to keep them at Hilltop and use them as leverage. Think they're going to take them back to Hilltop? I mean, there's a lot of them to keep in line. I think I think it's too many to go to Alexandria with. Hilltop is seems to be a bigger community. I mean, they, I I don't think they should have taken him prisoner, but I guess there's a reason for. It. But I mean, yeah, oh crap. I don't think they're going to change sides either and start fighting. You know what I mean for the other side. Some of the things I found really really weird in this episode is the camera shots and angles and the way they decided to do things. Like especially the one where Morgan and his group is outside the door and you you see the guys inside and then like they open the door and they shoot the one guy and then the dudes behind him unload on Morgan and his crew. I was kind of confused about who that was for a minute. I actually had to like rewind during the commercial and, and watch it over to, to realize that it was actually Morgan that and his his clan that were the ones that were getting shot down. Yeah, it looked it looked a little confusing. Like you couldn't, they'd made it look like you couldn't actually tell who was getting shot. Yeah, and there were a couple other instances of that that took place when they're when they're showing the compound firefight, and then they cut to the two dudes outside, and then they get shot in the head, and you see Rick and Daryl kind of walk in. I was like, oh, okay. Like I I wasn't sure what I thought we were still at the same compound. I didn't realize that it jumped back to a different location. So it was kind of confusing the way they were doing that. Yeah, but. I mean, I I like that they're giving the spin that, like, at the beginning of the episode, they showed that, you know, like, they were, that they were easily winning, you know what I mean, these small battles that they're doing. 
because they're starting out and then they're working their way in towards the end close to the end of the episode i like how it's kind of shown like almost the tides of i wouldn't say turned but not as heavy in their favor as it once was in the beginning of the episode yeah because in the beginning of the episode they're storming the compounds pretty much with surgical military precision and then like it's really where it falls apart for jesus and morgan's crew is when him and tara find the guy in the closet who pissed himself and tara wants to kill him and jesus wants to say it wants to save him because he's got his hands up and he's surrendered that, what do you mean jesus of, wanted to be a savior yeah that's kind of where um that's kind of where it went south for that group particular group and i think like rick's group it went south when they decided to separate looking for the gun yeah i, I i'm kind of against them all splitting up in in general i think they should have kind of stayed together what do you um i mean what did you think about how what did you think about tara's comments to to jesus when he was like that's fine you can you can explain yourself to maggie but i'll explain myself to rick and he'll listen to me uh, i think she was showing that she has the she has the balls i think you're gonna end up seeing like a breakdown of, of power at some point between like Rick and Maggie and these groups of who they follow and who's calling the shots. And I think that's when you're going to get the Maggie speech from the comics, the I believe in Rick Grimes, and she's going to kind of put everything in, like everyone in their place. Because right now, Jesus is definitely Maggie's biggest supporter to, to lead Hilltop, and you could see that. But I think that that conflict between those two of who's calling the shots and who follows who and who, what leader they should be talking, you know, what leader they should be listening to, I think that's going to come into play big time as the season goes on and i think that's going to be maybe one of the times that the momentum of all out war swings into the favor of negan is when um that happens because it's going to cause a little bit of disarray in in rick's ranks and it's going to make them more vulnerable i think yep there was what's his name they were just showing what's his name from uh, boy meets world yeah mingus yeah, I think it's nice. I actually kind of think it's nice that what they've done with this episode is they, they didn't take anything from the comics. No, right. This was like a standalone. We're going to because like, you know, if we were looking at the comics, you know, what I mean, they should the war should be coming back to Alexandria. And that's where the but I think they're going to save that for later, because that kind of in the comic and all at war, that's kind of where the tides were turning is in that huge, you know what I mean? In, the, in that battle, that's when they were blowing everything up. And, you know, what I mean, and they were all back in Alexandria. So I'm, I guess to, to blow their wad on the second episode, I guess it would, they had to have done something different. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a reference anywhere in here that resembles this episode, and there isn't. Well, I think it's. Um, I still think it, it feel, falls along the lines of the first issues that we talked about last week: one fifteen, one sixteen, one seventeen. I think it, it's still very much in those issues. Like they haven't really moved away from from anything in those issues because they're still laying siege to the compounds. That's kind of what they were doing in those those issues as they were taking out the outpost. I remember them pretty much just fighting right at the main right with the saviors not on the outpost like right at the sanctuary i'm looking through well, it because they do they go through the outposts as well i believe in the books i believe it's 116 or 17 they do it and it's after that um they go back to to alexandria because the stuff with um holly in the comic books or aka sasha in the show that doesn't that happen until like 119 so they kind of that's the end of issue 119 right so they're kind of really jumping around a lot and Issues that are already in All Out War took place last season to kick off the show's version of All Out War. 
and we know if you, you know if you've been watching Dead since walk or watching Walking Dead since season one, you know that the show isn't going to follow the comics to the T. But it's interesting that they took that route to switch that all up. That, that it was kind of like a pivotal, pivotal moment too in All Out War. So I thought it was actually a really interesting the fact that they did that at the end of last season and instead of in this season, like that could have been like the mid season finale for this year for this for season eight, but they chose to do it at the season finale of season seven, which because one sixteen they're still at sanctuary fighting. One eighteen they're back. And it's got to be one seventeen then. It's got to be in one seventeen that they're hitting the outpost. Let me grab it right now. I was really very. Um, what did you think of of kind of the way King Ezekiel was handling things? as far as his group goes like he knew do you, do you agree with knowing with his decision knowing that they know he's they're coming to continue to press forward yeah well i mean what what else should they do pull back you don't think that they should fall back and regroup and, and wait till they at least have advantage again what kind of advantage well i mean you can pull back and wait until you have some sort of strategical advantage or your numbers are are better than to continue to try and push forward and, and potentially suffer mass casualties because that that's the whole reason they're able to to take these outposts as efficiently as they are is because it's they're getting the element of surprise they have the element of surprise on the saviors and everyone and and everything like that and now if they know you're coming you no longer have that element of surprise issue 117 is remember last episode where our last season where what's her name was locked in that dude was taken off her shirt and then yeah yeah, Negan yeah. comes in that's issue 117 that's they're fighting their way out of sanctuary okay Negan and everybody so in 117 they all fall back Rick and everybody falls back and they're actually like taking a break and eating and hanging out and Rick gives another speech and what a lot of this issue is is Dwight and Negan and everybody they're inside of it and the walkers have overrun sanctuary and I think season there I, I think episode five is going to be when you see when you see that and Rick and all them fall back because if you watched a little bit of Talking Dead before we started recording um, Scott Gimple who is the executive producer of The Walking Dead on there said that like the first four episodes are really crazy like they shot each episode over eight days and it's it's really intense how they did it and it was really time consuming and, and, and intense over those eight days so I think the first four episodes are going to be their assault on these outposts and, and the sanctuary. And then episode five is when they're going to fall back to Alexandria and you're going to get the this next big Rick speech. Yeah, because the next big Rick speech is 117. So maybe that's where they're going to pick back up. 117, 118, 119. And that's where you're going to start. And that's where it's going to fall back in line. And we're going to we're going to have that battle back at uh, Alexandria. I really like And that's where you're that's where you're going to. I think in the next two episodes also is where you're going to see Maggie take control of hilltop yeah because that situation with with gregory is not nowhere near resolved yet especially since especially when they find out that he was a coward and he kind of left morgan behind to fend for himself because i think that's issue one eight that's issue 118 maggie does that Got a that's qu- where she does the whole i believe in rick grimes got a question in the chat for you kyle oh fuck <laughs> if you were in the zombie apocalypse would you piss your pants and and put your hands up if to to stop from being killed. 
Do you do you agree that pissing your pants was a good tactic, or do you think it was? Uh, I think it was an awesome tactic because it did exact. Except it just he it just ended up working for the uh, the wrong person. It was the person that they weren't ex- he wasn't expecting. Yeah. He's expecting it to be Tara that that felt sorry for him and not Jesus. But I think in something like the zombie apocalypse and war at that, I, is there really any rules? No. Are you going to do what you need to do to survive? Oh, it's like that old saying goes: "It's all fair in love and war." So. I personally would have poo-pooed myself and Pete at the same time. You would have poo-pooed yourself? I would have, I, I would, I would have tried for like a trifecta of feeling bad. <laughs> I would have poo-pooed myself. <laughs> Made sure I was wearing shorts so it like, you know. <laughs> it just falls out when you stand up. It just rolls on the fuck out. <laughs> You're like, oh no, it just rolls out. <laughs> I poo-pooed myself. See, I'm uh, not in this. And then went for the eyes, the old eye gouging. But see, that was that's a very interesting point that you brought up, is that he he expected Tara to be the one that, that showed him some remorse and some some humanity, and she was wanted no part of it. Like, she was all about ready to blow his fucking head off, and she was even ready to do it when, Jesus, when he, he takes Jesus captive. I still think they should have did it just out of just out of principle. And you think you you think that they would have like that would have smartened Jesus up the minute he's all of a sudden a captive or a prisoner now and put in the line of fire because of his his weakness or his remorse for the guy who just pissed himself. And I like I like that 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 line that he uses is very Negan esque. The uh, it's hard for a man to piss himself when he's wearing pants. It's like his dick nose is there. Yeah, yeah, like his dick nose is in pants. So let's let's get into it. I mean, there's not a whole lot to really mull over in this episode. It was it had a lot of a lot of good points. It was a lot, a lot of, of action. A lot of more. Um, you know, very much more of what it carried over more of the same from episode one and i think we're going to continue to see that going forward what so what did you think about the the sudden just blatant character turn of morgan he went from that it, i guess maybe it wasn't sudden or blatant because it's kind of been happening since he came to the kingdom and, and all that just the he's trying to be peaceful and not you you know and, and just be morgan and then he kind of turned i guess he kind of turned last season when that that kid gets killed right That's yeah when he kind of decided to, to quit being the nice guy and be that fucking badass but like just to get up from being shot and just start going full on like Denzel Washington on a man on fire or fucking John Wick three or John Wick, the next generation. And just, <laughs> he's just massacring everybody in his way. And he comes out and very un, un Morgan esque He, he says, we're supposed to be killing him. Rick wants them all killed. That's our orders. Why are, why are we taking hostages? Like he doesn't agree. The, the one person you would think would agree with what Jesus is doing. A hundred percent doesn't agree with what Jesus is doing at all. I, I think it's just one, you know, some people just snapped in battle and I think that's just what he's done. I think he's just, I think the switch has just finally turned and I think everybody else is a little more jaded to it than he is because they've, a lot of the group has gone through a lot more. Yeah. Where he kind of, for a long time, he, he was kind of segregated to himself with one other person kind of just doing his thing. But now he's in this environment where it's just nonstop chaos and I think just this war has turned him and I think just getting shot, seeing everyone getting shot, being in that situation, I think it just the switch turned and I think he just you know he just like he's in the, he's in the fucking Morgan the Morgan war attitude you know what I mean like it just the monster has been unleashed and I'm I'm all for yeah. that because I like this Morgan a heck of a lot more than I like both staff swinging Morgan like I, this Morgan seems like he's a man on a mission and he's 
she's kind of understanding that now we have to do what needs to be done to get things done. And that's, that's kind of like he starts having that, that flashback to that speech that Rick's given. It's, you know, we have to do what needs to be done. I think he's going to have a hard time if he makes it through this, which I think he's going to get killed, especially since he's fucking bragging about not getting killed. I think if he makes it through this, he's going to be one of, he's going to kind of be like Michonne. Now, you know, I from episodes one to two have actually changed my whole perception of this, but I think he's going to have the one that's going to have a hard time adjusting. So if he doesn't die, I think he's actually going to go like on away you think he's gonna have a hard time adjusting to new life yeah because I, th- I think it's just been turned on for so long for him and the switch has been turned i think once it's done i think it's gonna be hard for him to go back to not you know flipping that switch off it was nice to see that we got a little bit of shiva tiger action in this in this episode watching her rip out dude's faces and stuff the dude that fucked him. Yep. What did you... Um, we had another question in the in the chat for you here, Kyle. What was your feeling when Morgan... For me. What was your feeling when Morgan came face-to-face with the guy that killed uh, his protege, quote-unquote, last season? I think it would have been way better if he just would have shot him anyway. <laughs> he just walked up there and capped him? Yep, because you know he wanted to. You could see it. And like just the way the guy, like, he was all calm about it. He was like, oh, they. what are you doing here? They sent you here too? And Like it was nothing. Right, like... They they were best buds. I think he's gonna kill him anyway. I think he's still gonna die. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. What'd you think? I, I, th- I kind of felt the same way. Like I kind of felt like in that that moment when he's kind of that John Wick Terminator, just man on a mission, and he's his cap and everything. Like I expected him to just to just end him, and he probably would have if his if he wouldn't have been out of bullets. Um, but I think I think he even should have like. I don't know if he would have strangled him or or something. He should have just, I think if they're going to push that narrative that Morgan is now this, this stone cold badass, they should have went all the way with it. And he should have strangled him or killed him or something. But he does kind of give that, like I said before, that, that speech of what are we doing? We're not supposed to be taking hostages. Our mission is to kill them. That is what we were told to do. That's what we should be doing is killing them. Maybe he's going to find the right opportunity and kill them as an example in front of people. Maybe. That's, that could That'd be, be kind of cool. I just that, that would keep that stone-cold, badass Terminator Morgan going with no bow staff. Well, he still has a bow staff, but it's, it's, it's now like a spear. He pretty much turned it into a fucking spear. Yeah, but he didn't have it this whole episode. No. Who, who did I he give like, it to? I don't know, but I like how everybody had silencers. Yeah, you like that? I like how Daryl Dixon comes into a gunfight with a crossbow. Right. What the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I think it's going to play out good for him, though, because I think that's what's going to happen. Is He's going to walk in and see dude fucking holding a gun to Rick, and it's, uh, that's going to be the end of that dude. See, and I thought that was what was going to be. No, I don't think so, because you got to remember. Well, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Meh, meh. Meh, 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 because I don't want to... Meh, meh, meh. Oh, well, never mind, because this just gives it away. we got a question in chat. What do you think of the significance of Morales returning at the end of the episode means going forward? And where do you think he's been? I thought, like you said, Morales... We come to the end of the episode. Rick is... It walks into this room, and he sees a crib with a name written on the wall. And he goes to this next room and turns around, and he's got a gun to him. And he turns around, and it's Morales. If you remember season one of The Walking Dead, Morales had a family... They decided to take their chances on their own, and they separated from Rick and the group back in Atlanta. And now... That's crazy that he's made it all the way up to where they are. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, he 
Or I'd like to see like a, I don't want to, maybe I'd like to see an online thing. Not, I don't, I wouldn't want to see them waste a fucking episode on it, but actually uh, have a little backstory thing of, of what made them travel that way too. Or how, yeah, or how he fell in with, with Negan and the Saviors. That, Cause that's a long journey to go that, you know what I mean? Like that was kind of one of my, um, my initial thoughts was that he was going to somehow, and they were going to somehow use him to link Shut that dog up to link fear the walking dead and walking dead together i forgot about him all the way up until this second well i, I remember that they left but i just figured i wrote it off to he was dead and his family's been dead so clearly his family's dead or there's somewhere or they're at the sanctuary that we don't know about but he he pretty much says a lot has changed since atlanta that means he's got zero fucks to give right so that means that he is a something's happened and he's he's a very broken man and things are not how they should be for him or how they were to planned for him. But that would, I mean, I think what you're saying before that kind of been an interesting crossover to have him, even though I don't want to see the walking dead, fear the walking dead crossover, but you know, I guess having him, I guess that would have been kind of interesting too. But. Yeah. To have his family roll in and kind of like join up with Madison and her crew. And that's how they end up starting to go that way too, to become the whispers. Yeah. If they do become the whispers. It'd be cool if they did, because then they could Rick could kill her, and then there'd be no more Fear the Walking Dead. Well, it would make sense if they did, though, because the main point of Fear the Walking Dead or is Negan a lot can kill her, of, actually. Fear the Walking Dead is a lot of, you know, them wearing zombies costumes and, and stuff, so it's, it's a lot of... They're always covered in walker blood, and they're always using that, that sort of cover to to get around so i mean it would make a lot of sense that they would do that see oh, i think we're right they're showing the preview for the next walking dead and that dude i can't hear it but it looks like the dude is talking shit to morgan oh the the guy uh, that he should have just up and shot yeah like they're they've got them all tied up and they're like walking actually i'm gonna i'm gonna rewind it and turn it up and uh actually it looks like he's about to fucking what did you oh, and he's got a staff back what did you think when daryl opens that room and he kind of walks into where sasha was being held and you see the handcuffs and like the little sandwich that's sitting on the floor still it, i think it, that was very like reminiscent of of the situation he was in yeah like he got to see you know what if they don't really they're kind of the same to everybody like he could he actually could relate with her like he yeah, them. Even though she's not there, they had even you know that moment of connection because you know she, he's like I went through that shit. I wonder if they had to listen to that crappy song too. Oh, uh, Easy Street. Yeah, I gotta, everyone's got to listen to Easy Street. It's a it's a rule. It's a Walking it's a Dead rule. rule. One thing I'm sick of on the Walking Dead in the comic and in the show is how if Rick Grimes doesn't have a gun and it comes to hand to hand combat, he gets his ass whooped. The only time he's actually like really whooped someone's ass is the the like dude who was gonna rape carl on the highway that's the only time you really see him like really kick some ass like he the guy that shelved him you know he he's still he's still got a, a bunch of good licks in if, if rick wouldn't have got him in a headlock it probably would have been a completely different fight i think he needs i think rick needs to learn some mixed martial arts yeah he does he needs he needs, to, he needs to get him. some ground and pound game and yep. get a little bit better of that those rear naked chokes rick morgan or not rick morgan <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rick Morgan MMA. So him and yeah. Morgan need to open up an MMA studio in the zombie apocalypse. They need to res- they need to resurrect Abraham to come teach him to do some ground and pound. All in all, it wasn't a terrible episode. It was very... I felt like even though with all the action taking place, it was still kind of a slow episode. It's it kind of like a slow burn episode. I- until the last 30 seconds with that reveal of Morales. And that was kind of like their what the fuck moment. Like it, it felt like everything was kind of building to that. So that... Yeah, the- I think splitting them up wasn't the best idea. I guess it, 
it made it so they can cover more ground in this episode instead of them doing it. I think it would have been better if they would kind of done everything as a group or they would have done everything as a group and then kept it in this one episode as like flashbacks almost. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're they doing this and it shows them like they did this and they did this to be here as a group. And I think I think they would do, I think they would have done better as a group everywhere that they've gone because they in every situation, if they were all still together, everybody, everywhere they've gone, they would have been out, they would have had them outnumbered and they would, they would have been able to systematically go through it better i still kind of feel like this episode was a very morgan heavy episode it, it was almost that's why he's right gonna on, die right on par with morgan in his standalone episodes because it really focused on him a lot compared to previous well you know what happens when they really focus in on somebody i don't see morgan dying no not not for a while i'm 50 50 either he's gonna die in this or when he's done i'm st- still sticking to the thing that he's he's gonna have to go on a journey to find himself Maybe he'll do the Michonne thing and he'll be he'll get on the ship. Maybe that and maybe the fish and shit. Maybe that's exactly what'll happen. Who knows? I don't know. Right now it, it I mean I could definitely see where you're saying though that he's gonna you think he's gonna bite the bullet soon, but I don't know. If they were gonna do it I, you would think they would have done it tonight when he gets fired on, but I guess that whole that whole comment of we don't or I don't die and then to have him turn around and get shot two minutes later wouldn't would be very cliche and not really work all in all this episode had a little bit of something for everyone you, you got your action you got your character building you got your conflict you got to see a tiger rip someone's face off and you got a little surprised cliffhanger twist at the end so um all right, what would you what's your rating for this this week's episode of uh the walking dead be i give it a seven five yeah i think i'm i think i'm right there with you it was it was a solid episode too um not it not a lot really got accomplished until the last like i said 30 seconds or well last maybe i'd say two minutes of the episode three minutes of the episode that's when a lot of stuff kind of got accomplished and you're kind of seeing them they're all as a group and working together but you're still kind of seeing them deal with their own individual issues while laying siege to everything so like seed siege seed but yeah so <laughs> they're laying their seed they're laying their seed But I guess that'll do it for this week's episode of After the Dead. I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. And we will see you next week.